0: Spiritual
1: Say a prayer for me. You know, that song entitled Tigress and Tweed was written and originally sung by a songress by the name of Andra Day. And she wrote that song for a movie entitled the United States versus Billie Holiday. Andre Day was also very talented as an actress, and she played the role of Billie Holiday in that particular movie. And that song that she just sang was a tribute to Billie Holiday's most famous and controversial song at the time. This is the late 30s, 1930s. And that song was called Strange Fruit. Billie Holiday was a force of nature. She was a force to be reckoned with, with sometimes being referred to as the godmother of human rights and civil rights during that time. And her song, Strange Fruit, was a commentary to the horrors of lynchings that took place during that time. And of course, it was revealing a strand of human consciousness that existed during the life of Billy Holiday, who had witnessed some of these events. And of course, we know that whatever we see in the outside world, Whatever state of the human condition may be at any particular moment is really a reflection of what's going on within the group soul, the collective consciousness. Oftentimes when bad things happen in the external world, you know, we'll often pray to God, a God so many out there to do something. And oftentimes our prayers are about getting an entity outside of ourselves to change circumstances, to to change the conditions that we're facing. And oftentimes when we have reached our limit as far as our human might, our human power, and we can't seem to do it on our own, we turn to this presence that we call God as a last resort. I recall I mentioned uh, I saw an old clip from a program that was on many years ago, and I'm dating myself a little bit, but it was a clip from the Art Linklater show. (laughs) Some of y'all may not know about Art Linklater. But he had a program in which it was entitled, The Kids Say the Darnedest Things. And so he'd bring the kids on, and he'd ask them a few questions, and there was one young seven- or eight- or nine-year-old that came on the show and he asked him, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he said, well, I either want to be a bus driver or I want to be an airline pilot. <laughs> and then Art Linkletter asked the little kid this question, which I thought was a little odd, but anyway, that's part of the show, I guess. He said, well, what would you say if all four engines out the plane suddenly went out? And without missing a beat, the kid started saying this. Our Father who art in heaven. <laughs> he was saying the Lord's Prayer. He immediately defaulted to that. You know, it reminds me of something, if you've ever read Shakespeare, from the words of the, 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 the play The Tempest. And somewhere in there it says, all is lost, all is lost, to prayers, to prayers, in which we turn to God to give us the answer. But prayer does not work that way. It's not about getting God to do something. It's not about getting God to intercede or interfere in our affairs. It's not about getting God to change the conditions. God, the universe, the force has already done all that God can do. And as the topic suggests for today, the key to prayer is you and me. So often, those on this path have a tendency to think God will fulfill their needs, that somehow God will provide their needs. God will send answers to their prayers. God handles their problems, and God will give them what they need in order to continue along their journey or to get out of a condition that they're in. But nothing could be further from the truth. God itself, or more accurately, God consciousness, God awareness is what is needed. Is the answered prayer. And so our prayer is about really moving to a level where we have a dimension where we're vibrating at the level of this presence. We're vibrating at the level of this power and this love and becomes the activity of our consciousness. It's the activity of our awareness. And we begin seeing that there is a forever something that is always happening that is good. Now, it may appear in our three-dimensional world that, you know, when prayers are answered, that God has somehow given us something. God has provided the need. But in reality, what has happened is that this ineffable ineffable presence that's beyond words, that's everywhere, has become the awareness in us. And then the byproduct is a demonstration. The byproduct or the manifestation is the answered need or the answered prayer. But the real answered need had been the awareness of this presence itself. In other words, it's about our consciousness. The key of prayer is you and me. Oftentimes if I talk to folks in my own life where we seem to have a brilliant manifestation, an answer to a seemingly impossible situation that's come about, but oftentimes one of the things we realize is that what preceded that was important. Because what preceded the demonstration or the manifestation of the answered prayer was the worry seemed to disappear. The trying to figure something out with our rational mind, with our mental mind, with our three-dimensional mind suddenly stops. We cease doing and trying to make it happen. Rather, what happens when individuals have that demonstration, they say they stopped, and instead there was an awareness that took place, a revelation that happened, an insight began to take over their being. And they were in the midst of prayer, and suddenly they knew that all was well and that everything was going to be okay, and they released and let go. Then shortly after that, the demonstration happened. Maybe it was an employment that they were seeking came their way. Maybe there was a healing of the physical body. Maybe there's some clarity of the relationship that took place. Maybe there was some sort of insight they were looking for that gave an answer to the challenging or perplexing situation they were facing. And sometimes we may think that those things were the demonstration, those things were the answer to prayer, but they were not. The real answered prayer was the moment of clarity, that moment of insight, that moment of connection, and sensing and feeling that the power and the presence and the love of God became the activity of the awareness. That was the moment. You know, I remember, probably more than one time, but at least a couple times where seemingly I'm facing a seemingly impossible situation or got some challenges going on in my life personally or maybe some health challenges with me or, you know, d- answers I can't figure out to what's going on. And, and, and I'm focusing a lot on the problem and, you know, I'm trying to do my prayer to God, do something about this. And I just remember sometimes just going out you know, to the, to the beach, one of my favorite places to go. is just walking on the beach because it's vast, it's open. There's no limitation. There's nothing holding back. There's just unlimited possibilities there. And I've walked there for a while and all of a sudden I come to the realization that it's going to be okay. I mean, good God, if this force, this universe can just keep the earth revolving around the sun and keep the galaxies all together, my little old problem ain't no big deal. So understand that you just get in tune with what the solution is that's already there. So prayer is not about conditioning God with our needs or somehow begging handouts from some place called heaven because heaven is not a place it is a state of consciousness, a state of awareness. Prayer is conditioning our life with the activity of this presence. And it's causing a change in our tendencies. It's causing a change in our awareness. It's causing a change within us. And we're acknowledging what the reality is that has always been there. As the scriptural reference retells us in Matthew the sixth chapter and eighth verse, notes that the Father, Mother, God presence knows what you need of even before you ask the question. So there's no need to tell God about our problems. You remember early in my path, I went to someone in the spiritual community for some prayer. And uh, I walked up to them, and I said, like, there's some prayer. And they just start praying. I said, well, up, man, don't you want to know what my problem is? I need to explain this to you so your prayer will be right. You know what I mean? And then he said to me, you know, God don't know nothing about your problems. God don't know nothing about problems. If God knew about your problems, your problem would never go away because there would be too much power behind it. And it's important to know that God is not a problem solver. But the consciousness of God, the awareness of God, dissolves all problems. God does not give us the answer to the problem. God is the answer. God does not give us what we need. God is the need. And it's that awareness that we're seeking. And in prayer, we're creating that thankfulness right before it happens. And then ultimately something clicks in our awareness. Something hits when we connect with that spirit of the living God. And we know that God is always on the field. Everything begins to unfold in His right and perfect way when we're vibrating at that level. And if we're not seeking that, we end up like the disciples who went to Jesus after they were doing some prayers. And they were getting instructed by him. And they were doing their prayers, whatever they did back in those days. And they came to Jesus and said, hey, our prayers ain't working. This, this stuff ain't working, man. And Jesus told them, they do not work because you pray amiss. And I believe that what he's saying is that when you're talking and sending your energy, you're, you're focusing on your fear. You're focusing on your lack. You're focusing on your limitations. You're focusing on the worry. I can imagine he could come to some individuals and to see them that, you know, they have all of the accoutrements and environment around them for perfect prayer. The candles are lit. You know, they got some incense and maybe it's that really nice smelling incense wafting through the air and, you know, they got the right gear on and they're gyrating around and praying to the east the north the south and the west and, and, and uh, you know, they're, they're really kind of into it. And then all of a sudden they go right back on the problem. And they're focusing on the problem. But Emmett Fox reminds us, don't think about the problem. Think about God. Think about the presence. Because God don't know nothing about your problem. We do. We know about the problem. So we want to get into the consciousness of our oneness with God, our oneness with this presence. And it's not a matter of getting God into us but for you and me to get into the awareness of that which is present. The consciousness, which is our our thoughts, thoughts, and feelings are the key. The beliefs that we have are the key. This is the key to healing. This is the key to all overcoming. This is where we want to direct our attention. This is where we want to vibrate at. This is where we want to direct our belief to. And if I were to sum up all these spiritual teachings, it comes down to eight words. I counted them up this morning. I think I counted nine because I made one too. But anyway, there's eight words. It is done unto you as you believe. Amen. As you believe. This is what prayer is all about. It's about raising a vibratory feel and getting in the flow of the allness of the presence of God. So we begin to see that we and all of us are part of the flow. We're not just part of it, actually. We're a place for the flow to happen. You know, we've heard that in order to get into this flow, in order to access this, we have to get in motion with this spiritual identity. In order to do that, we have to... To to get into giving, and we hear metaphysically over and over again, we must get in the position of giving and releasing and sharing, because that is the nature of the universe. Whether it's our time, our talent, or our substance, we've heard that over and over again. Yet often, often individuals they'll say, "You know, I've given and I've given and I've given and I've given. I just can't give anymore. Nothing's happening in my life. I feel depleted and exhausted." I feel used and abused. I don't feel recognized or appreciated. I don't understand this in any way, shape, or form. But this is an indication that the individual has not been giving a right. It's an indication that the individual somehow is actually thinking and actually caught up in a belief of separation and believes that somewhere along the line, they had their own resource to give, that somewhere along the line, they had their own stash, that was not God's, that was not part of the great universe that we're in, but it was their private stash separate and apart from the presence of God. And if they give of this stash, whether it's great or small, that's some kind of way God's going to bless them, give them recognition, money, or whatever they're seeking in their life. But here is the mistake. There is no private stash. There is no personal life in that way. We have been indoctrinated and into a culture of strict materialism rather than spiritual living that has a tendency to see us separate from our source, separate from God, separate from life itself. We have to develop these concepts of separation, and we believe that we have something to give from a sense of that separation. And all that leads to is depletion and exhaustion, sometimes just frustration, and ultimately to competition at the very worst level. In our prayer work, we must only come to the realization that the earth is the Lord's in the fullness thereof, which means it's one presence, one power, one reality, one thing going on, and we are to give is what God has already given all of us, and we are points for its expression. When that realization happens, and it's either going to happen through the pain of our own baptism of life, or it'll happen through our spiritual insight and grace, Choice is usually ours, but usually we go through pain first, and then we get kicked in the cosmic keister to that higher level of consciousness. (laughs) But ultimately we come to the realization that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. In other words, all there is is God. All there is this, everything else is nothing but an illusion of separation. There's a song that I remembering as I was coming up with this, they said, only God is real. And said something, only God is real. All the rest is just illusion. Only God, only God is real. I can't sing as well as Carol and others, but anyway, somewhere <laughs> along those lines. But it's reminding us that all that has been given has already been given to us. Either we're in the flow of this or we're not in the flow and we're damning it up with our misbeliefs about life, but with insight. But with awareness and practicing in the presence, something good begins to happen. Whether we're going through our dark times or we're going through up times or light times, when we practice the presence, we practice the present. something happens, and that something is going to be good because God is good, and it cannot help but be an offspring of good when we have that in alignment with our own consciousness. Anyway. <laughs> I always like to leave with a practical tip, <laughs> practical tool. Not to say that any of the other stuff was impractical, but like a practical idea. You know, because we believe in practical spirituality. And most of us are all are familiar with the traditional visualization. And basically, visualization has been around for a long time. It was really very powerful in in my life and when I first got into this work. and, And it basically says we can manifest our goals and materialize our prayers if we begin to sit and visualize our goal and see that prayer request coming to us and we see it accomplished. We see it somewhere coming toward us and happening to us. And it's a very powerful tool. In fact, scientists said that imagery... Can program our mind and send out a message to the entire universe, but we can take it a step further. There's even more to it that we can do. Imagine it's already done. It's already done. In other words, the goal of the prayer has already been answered before we even come up with the call. In fact, if we imagine that it happened, imagine that it happened yesterday. You know, the day has passed and the manifestation or answered prayer has showed up. And we're feeling what's it like to have it already complete. Because if we assume that the desire we want is already done, we don't have to have that desire anymore or even want for it and we experience it already complete that sends a totally different message to our mind and our consciousness that's saying hey we're going to have to manufacture this for this person for he or she because they already believe is real and so signals are sent out to hone into what god has already done and has already created understanding the mind of god there is no past there is no present there is no future what was What is and what will be already exists in the mind of God. That's a mind-blowing thing. But, you know, we're not going to try to dwell on that right now. That's a whole probably metaphysical course. All we have to do is connect with what is already done by, by, by raising our vibratory energy to match what already exists in this presence. We act as if it's already done on the spiritual plane because it already is. So, we, you know, if you want to go on an exotic trip, I know I do. Heck, I want to go on any kind of trip, tell you the truth, after 15 months of being kind of like locked in and so forth. Exotic or not. Instead of merely imagining getting on the plane, which we would do in the visualization, see yourself sitting on the beach, sipping a pina colada drink with the umbrella in it. That might be my fantasy and vision. And that's a good one. But imagine all that's already done. It already happened. Imagine you've already swam with the, the dolphins yesterday. Wow. You were counting the sumptuous meals that you ate and the great conversations that you had with the people that you've met while you already had had it. You've just got off a wonderful airplane ride that was just smooth sailing the whole way through, and you had a great conversation with somebody sitting next to you, unlike a lot of times when you're on a plane. Um, <laughs> this was beautiful. It was like magnificent. It happens in our imagination first, because it says first in mind or first in spirit, then in the material world. So when we say that the key to prayer is you, the key to prayer is me, I'm simply saying when we're affirming that life is good. We're affirming that all our needs are met. We're affirming that our body temple is a fit and vital instrument of the pure spirit of God. We're affirming that everything is working together for our good. We're affirming that we have a world that works for everyone, that the entire universe is operating to fulfill itself through you and me. We recognize that we don't have to pray. God is praying for us. He said, come on down. It's ready. Raise yourself. Be in tune with it. And it begins to show up in a way that you never imagined. And when we raise that consciousness, we feel that connection that is already done. And that is the answer. That is the answer we're all going for. And believe me, you get to that, you have the entire universe behind you. And it doesn't get any better than that. That's all I got to say. (laughs) Peace and blessings to you.
0: We are grateful for the opportunity to share with you today and hope you've taken something from this Sunday's message. If you'd like to hear more from Spiritual Life Center, be sure to click subscribe on the podcast platform you're listening from. You can find out more about our community on our website at www.slcworld.org. We look forward to being a part of your continued spiritual journey. Wherever you are, God is, and all is well. Spiritual